My name is Scott Chaloner and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. As regular listeners of this programme will know, part of our mission here at the Leaders' Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. And today, that mission takes us to the capital city of London, where we're joined by Nikki Emily Kay, the CEO of Neesden College. Uh, Nikki, very warm welcome to you and thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you very much. Uh, definitely, my name is Nikki Amenike. I'm the owner and CEO of Nathan College. Yes, I'm happy to join this podcast. Yeah, fantastic having you with us, Nikki. Um, real, real pleasure as well. Um, now, what Neesden College does um, is essentially provide bespoke learning courses, isn't it? Both sort of in person and from afar to sort of help those in industry hone their skills and remain sort of fully compliant with the latest changing standards in the uh, the industry that they're in. That's correct, isn't it? Yes, it is. I mean, what we do is um, provide training um, using all the uh, relevant um, information available um, in regards to Department of Education and also um, applying all the relevant um, due diligences as well. Um, it's important that when we're providing this particular training, um, the learners are um, also um, understand what we're trying to provide for them. So, um, yes, um, it's what we do. We, we provide training and um, our aim is to help and support um, individuals, making sure that um, we provide um, conducive uh, learning to all. Absolutely fantastic. And um, obviously you're skilled, therefore, in sort of further an adult ed- education to launch a college like this. Um, what were sort of some of your motivations behind going and establishing an institution like Neesden College then? What um, sort of made you feel that that was going to be the pathway for you? The aim was to help and support young people. Um, um, the relevancy of this was basically to ensure that um, we provide the right training and support for the young people. Um, for my motivation, it was um, I've always been motivated in regards to, you know, training and supporting young people, helping and, and showing them the way to basic, basically become productive um, individuals um, because we've gone through so much nice and, uh, and crime and all sorts of um, situations with um, a certain young um, individuals. So the aim mm. was to make sure that everybody gets the right training. And our aim was to use flexible training support to help um, engage them um, into making sure um, they understand um, what it is and who they are so, so that they can basically have the right skills and knowledge um, in regards to employability skills and making sure that they have the right um, uh, situation, you know, because, um, like I stated, you know, there was quite a lot of um, misinformation out there. Mm. So um, my aim was just to make sure that um, we use the right procedures and, and, and that's what motivated me, you know, just to help and support um, and become a community leader. Um, that was the aim. 
Yeah, it's sort of, you mentioned crime there. It gets young people off the streets. It helps them sort of better their lives. And it also helps them sort of contribute to society and the economy, doesn't it? Because this is a period of time where there are skill shortages in key industries and obviously the opportunity to train and upskill and better yourself. I mean, you're not just benefiting yourself as an individual. You're also benefiting the whole country, aren't you, by going and doing jobs where there is demand for this work? Yes, definitely. I mean, there is basically an element where we have to understand that it's not only the main prime colleges um, that help and support individuals. Training providers like us actually help and support um, individuals um, because, um, you know, we're not static. We're um, 365 days um, making sure that um, individuals get the right skills um, but colleges are quite static in terms of aims of what they need to do. So, um, so we are very, very relevant in regards to, um, you know, helping and supporting. Like for instance, you mentioned crimes, and if you find out, like um, when we co- when it comes to young people, they they are very, very uh, versatile in terms of ways they want to learn. It's not just one specific way. So what we do is become very flexible in terms of providing them that ability to become productive and that helps and supports the um, community and also helps the government as well. So I think um, it's, 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 it's our relevance is there because um, that's why Nissing College was born and, and it's here due to the fact that, you know, you know, we've helped so many individuals, um, you know, get into training after getting to work and also further their education. And um, that's what we're here for. And that's basically why um, Nissing College is very relevant right now. Mm. And obviously the flexible side of the training as well, that's incredibly important, certainly in the post-COVID world, isn't it? Because people's sort of priorities have changed and people need that flexibility, don't they? I mean, they're not necessarily looking for such a structured um, sort of nine till five or nine till three framework for training. I mean, they want to be able to go and do it as and where they want, be it in person or be it remotely. Yes, definitely. I mean, if if you look at the way training has been um, and in over the years, um, you find out that you know implementing flexibility is really really important um, because you know people learn differently, and we find out um, different people learn different learning style, like vague visual um, aspects of learning, auditory aspects of learning, and um, you know, so people. Everyone learns differently, so you can't expect them to learn in a static way. So it's important to provide them with a conducive environment where they can learn um, within ways of, um, you know, being productive. And then when you when you find out that they have different skills, um, you know, and then you help and support them in terms of, you know, homing those skills and, and they become productive. And before you know it, you know, they know what their skills are. They can be able to improve themselves. And you can see them get jobs, um, you know, that they never thought they were going to get before because they've already understood who they were and um, because earlier they didn't. Because, um, you know, having a static learning has just, um, it's good for some people, but not good for everybody. So, you know, so Nissing College was just very flexible in terms of engaging young people and making sure that they apply themselves constantly. And, and that's mm. what we're there for. And then that's what we're, we want to do going in, in the future as well because um, it's really important to provide that aspect to people. 
Yeah, exactly. And um, I will touch on the uh, the future in uh, just a moment and what that might bring in this sort of new post-COVID world. But just sort of backtracking to sort of the last couple of years that we have had briefly, um, I'd be interested to understand sort of given the model that you work under, um, how sort of difficult was it adapting to the challenges that COVID threw at you? Because I can imagine that the whole way that you operate will have had to have sort of undergone, had to have undergone some real change. Okay. Um <laughs> I would like to say that COVID was a surprise for everybody. I mean, um, everyone was surprised the way COVID was affected every, everyone, mm. both in education, employment, you know, businesses. So what we basically did was uh, very, very simple. You know, we brought um, Nissing College online um, to mm. make sure that um, we engage our, you know, um, customers, our learners, our candidates, our employees, um, everybody. So we engaged online and um, it was the way to move forward because, you know, we just couldn't um, use what was going on. You know, we were very proactive in understanding that, you know, we have to continue. So we engaged online and carried on engaging online and it worked out for us. Because, um, you know, um, engaging online made it clear that uh, we continued business and um, we didn't lack much um, because we needed to find ways to be very, very productive. So we found ways to um, engage and, 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 and make sure that we were a very productive organization. So, yes, um, it was a very difficult time um, just for everybody. Um, we were very innovative at that specific time and understanding, you know, the predicament of the country. And, um, you know, so we said, okay, it's important to, you know, you know, have other ways to basically engage people. So we just went online, went present and, you know, got our employees online as well. So, you know, and just make sure that everybody was engaging constantly. And, um, you know, and that helped us quite a lot. Um, and and now we we've become an online organization, and um, you know, and which is very good for us because it helped us, you know. Um, and we also applied the due diligence and also applied all the process and procedures and all the um, criteria that's needed. Um, we applied all that as well. Um, so you know, um, so we didn't miss much um, um, due to that fact. Um, so yes, we we survived the COVID, and that's how we did. Yeah, exactly. And it's sort of set you up well for the future, hasn't it? By kind of shifting towards the online side of things and sort of improving the overall offering. And it just shows that a lot of the adaptations that have come about almost as a necessity because of COVID, they're now going to be sticking around and they're going to be used to sort of make institutions, make businesses work better in the future, aren't they? So it looks as if, you know, there's, you've really learned something from the experience that you've had, despite how difficult it must have been at the time. Yes, um, it, was, it was very difficult, but you have to understand when you have a business, you have to survive. Mm. I mean, um, compared to when you're doing a nine-to-five job, you know, you have to survive. So you have to find um, different flexible ways to basically make sure that you uh, you know what you're doing. You know, so luckily um, I was innovative when it comes to that and um, I'm happy that we, um, you know, did that. In in saying this, um, we have to look at what's going on in the, in the wide world right now and look at ways that we implement 
um, strategic um, planning and creating different opportunities um, for basically us and also for people we're catering from, or candidates that we're catering from. I mean, if you look online, you see, you know, um, like for example, you see Amazon, you know, it's, it's not a training provider. It's just basically providing different types of products and, you know, never, or if you want anything, you can go out to Amazon and get it. And they're online. And then, you know, you find out that, you know, um, even if they're not training, you can adapt different types of uh, process and procedures within what they're doing and see, you know, um, and that's basically the future. So, you know, we just, I, I just literally saw that, you know, um, there was a, a pro- probably the right way to go forward was to go online because, you know, online is, is, is what's happening right now. And, and um, you know, uh, internet, you know, uh, different ways in, in terms of engaging people. It's, it's, you have to basically be present online. So, you know, it, it is the future. Um, um, but at the same time, let's be clear, um, not everybody learns from online. You know, every, everyone has their own learning styles. But, you know, um, however, um, as much as we're online, we also want to also cater for people face-to-face as well. So, you know, um, but what we then did was say, okay, due to COVID, um, we don't want our business to discontinue because easily anyone can get COVID and then mm. it gets discontinued and it then, you know, the morale is not there and the, you know, and motivation is not there. So we just want to make sure that we're catering for everybody. So yeah, I mean, um, the strategic plan to, you know, make sure that we're present, make sure that we're engaging was the aim and and and, we, and, and it was very difficult, but it, we still we still know that we need to do that. That's just what base business does, you know. Yeah. There's always going to be uh, element of surprises constantly, so you have to basically, you know, be present for that, you know, and make sure that you're catering for what the needs of your de- what the demands are, which is our candidates, and making mm-hmm. sure that they are productive at the same time. So yes, we we were able to do all of that. Yeah, it's, it's basically that sort of adapt or die mentality, isn't it? I mean, you've got to adapt to the changing environment around you in order to continue to succeed. And it seems certainly that over the last couple of years, Neeston College has really been able to execute that to the best possible effect. So fantastic news. And um, moving forward into the uh, the future now, Nikki, just before we, uh, we wrap up, I mean, it's still sort of quite a volatile situation out there, even though we're out of the acute phase of COVID. You know, we're dealing with the cost of living. We're dealing with a lot of skill shortages. Um, and in this environment, um, where is it that you see Neasden College going over the next 12 months? And say by this time in 2023, what do you really hope to sort of have, have achieved uh, with uh, with the college? What we want to achieve with the college is to implement um, different strategic planning um, to be, to conduct um, different types of ways to engage young people and also adults um, at the same time. So our aim is to, you know, carry on to do what we're doing right now, but enhancing it by creating commercial aspects of missing College, um, you know, and also engaging with different subcontracting with um, um, our partners. Um, we we want to make sure that um, we work with the Department for Education, work with the government 
and carry on um, just um, listening to everyone, you know, both the Department for Education, our clients, our all the stakeholders. And our aim is to just continue enhance all those particular areas, and um, and that will help and and, and support us um, because we're quite innovative. Um, in terms of the way we train and in terms of the way we engage um, our clients, our candidates, um, you know, so we just want to carry on the same way. And um, hopefully, you know, we don't <laughs> encounter any COVID anymore. And then we just basically follow the same procedures. So, yeah, our aim is just to carry on and, and improve in all different areas, you know, um, we just want to do that um, and um, and get more young people to engage and get more young people to be productive and to get them more work, get them more into education and, and then just to be generally productive. Yep, um, important aims as well, given the environment that we're currently in. And I certainly wish yourself, uh, Nikki and Neasden College, the best of luck in sort of executing those aims to the best possible effect. And I think given that we're in sort of a constant state of flux with this and the situation is always evolving, I think it would be fantastic at some point in the future to welcome you back onto the show and even catch up on how things are coming along for you in the college because it's fantastic work that you're doing and it's going to be fascinating to see how you continue to evolve from here to sort of address uh, the, the demands and the needs of your candidates. It's going to be fantastic to see. Oh, that'd be great. Um <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, yes, definitely. Um, we, we would like to catch up in the future just to basically know where we are and what we've been doing. And um, we, I would definitely be happy to be welcomed back into the podcast. Definitely. Yeah, certainly. And hope there'll be some positive news to, uh, to share at that point in time as well. Uh, but until, of course, uh, then, Nikki, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, do indeed take care and stay safe with all still going on in the world as well. Oh, thank you very much, and thank you for welcoming me. Thank you so much, thank you. It's been a real pleasure welcoming Nikki Emelike, CEO of Neasden College in London, onto today's show. And I do hope that everybody tuning in thoroughly enjoyed the interview just as much as I. And uh, just a reminder to anybody listening in today that if you are um, a business owner or the head of an organisation that you feel has its own story of success to share with us here at the Leaders' Council, then we do want to hear from you too. So why not also apply to be on the programme via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply until next time all you've been listening to the leaders council podcast with your host scott challoner please do take care and goodbye